to the New Vine Lakes podcast. We hope you enjoy this week's message by Pastor Steve Troyer and that as you listen, your faith truly does come alive in Jesus. About 12 months ago, Jake Harches and I were talking about our values. In fact, uh, we go through this in our Next Steps uh, course, which is a great course to do. And Jake said, Steve, uh, these values, they're actually a, um, a way that people encounter uh, their faith during our, our church. It's, it's kind of like a, a, a pathway, if you like, of maturity and growth. He said, we come in as people who are just coming as we are, and then uh, we end up uh, becoming as those who belong. We, we begin to grow in relationship with each other, and we, we become a little bit more transparent about where we're at. And it's at this point that somebody may even make a decision to follow Jesus. And then they begin to see, this is a wider body. There's a bigger family here. Both I belong to family, but also God's called me into family. Then we begin to realize that the Spirit of God is at work. And for us to build up the body, to to see the family grow, that we need to walk in the Spirit. And finally, we have such an encounter with the Holy Spirit that we can't help but tell other people. Amen. There's this real desire to go out and share with others. And so five different values, and as people begin to walk through these things, they see their friends go through those values as well and to grow into those things. Okay, so come as you are. So as we come as we are, we we actually make room for people to just simply come, uh, to be who they are. In fact, if we do the opposite, if we were to to actually uh, say, uh, actually, I'm just going to spend time with those that are like me, and um, distance myself from those who are a little bit more messy. Uh, what happens is we actually say to those people, it's actually about performance. You need to perform in some way in order to belong. Uh, and it's not about His mercy. The whole reason why this value is so important is it's about His mercy. Uh, it's about being a church that actually takes a hold of God's mercy and, um, and then actually steps into that with others. It's actually, it's already a steep hill for people to climb in some ways, who are outside of the church and they're wondering, maybe I, I could come to church, I've been invited, I'm not really sure if I want to go. We invited a couple, uh, they belonged to our son's soccer team, they had a son in our soccer team as well and and uh, I remember her saying to us, hey we'd love to come but if I did come I feel like the roof might cave in on us. Ever heard that before, that saying? I feel like the roof might cave in on us and what she was saying, even though nobody said it to her, was there's a performance issue. Uh, if I come, I, I, I don't think that God will receive me because I haven't performed. So others have said to me something similar. They say uh, something like, um, I, I need to get a few things sorted out in my own life first before I choose to come. Again, it's performance. But more and more, we need to be a church that embraces people in to say, just come as you are. Uh, and here's, here's one of the things that underlines this. It's found in Ephesians chapter 2. Verse 8 and 9. Paul says, For it is by grace, you might be able to say grace at home, it's by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works so that no one can boast. We've been called in all in the same fashion. I didn't receive an award from heaven saying, you, you're in, Steve. Here's an merit award for what you've done. Now it all happened through faith. It all happened through Jesus Christ. It's all through Him. And so we all come in the same way, and so we need to embrace people in the same way. That's our first value. The second value is it's all about relationship. 
I absolutely love our hospitality team and uh, our welcome team. I know that when people come, that they feel welcomed. I know that when somebody receives like a coffee in their hand or they're given some cake to hold on to, that they might just be willing to, um, to be around for another 15 to 20 minutes longer than normal. And uh, it's in that space that, uh, you know, relationship can really go another step. I, I know that the value of 15 minutes can be massive when it comes to somebody coming into church and beginning to relate with others. <clears throat> The reason why relationship is so important is that when we relate with others and when we give room for relationship, it actually makes room for trust to build. And it's in that trust that when we trust one another with what we're sharing with them, we can actually share what's truly going on inside of us. And we can actually now become a little bit more vulnerable about what's actually happening in us. Uh, I know within our church, we have a lot of people who uh, really hold this value strongly. And it's seen by the fact that they're quite vulnerable about what's actually going on inside. They're transparent about what God's doing within them. And that's a lovely thing, but it comes through relationship. That's why we find that uh, life groups are a great place for you to grow. And uh, because the deeper the trust, the deeper you can uh, share what's actually going on in your life. And it's also why we do church family holiday the way that we do. Um, because we want people to take that time just to get to know each other. And it's in that space that they truly do, uh, that they're able to just release, this is who I am. It's, they're able to actually be uh, real about themselves. Now, when somebody's able to be real about themselves, then chances are they'll be real about what uh, they, they see God doing in their life. This is oftentimes a place where people give their lives to Christ uh, and not everybody does, but this is the place where people feel, I belong, I'm able to be real about where I'm at, I'm able to share where I'm at on the journey, and it's in that they, they oftentimes give their lives to Christ. Now, as relationships grow amongst the church, we begin to grow in the very thing that Jesus had in mind in John chapter 15. John chapter 15. Almost there. Here we go. John chapter 15, verse 12 and 13. Jesus says, my command is this. And you're thinking when Jesus says a command, like it's, it's going to be arborous or difficult or something like that. And it is in some ways, but he says, love each other as I've loved you. This is the thing that happens through this value that our relationships grow with love for one another. He says, greater love has no one than this to lay down one's life for his friends. So here's this, this sacrificial love. Can you imagine, church, when this value really takes place, people feel loved. Even when they're not be, they haven't become a Christian yet, they feel deeply loved and included. Uh, and so this is the second value that we have. Uh, thirdly, the third value that we have is families matter. And I absolutely love this uh, value. In fact, uh, one of the things that I remember from our church at Newvine, Liz would remember this as well, uh, Andrew Cole, one of our pastors, when he was asked, how big is your church? If he was answering on our behalf, he would say 80 plus adults. In other words, he's making the emphasis on 80 kids, uh, that the, the ministry that is important uh, at church actually comes back to the wider family. Amen. And so there, there is this um, a change of 
uh, of reference point. Oftentimes we as adults, we can look over the top of the eyes of the little ones and miss them. But this is one of the values that uh, I believe is a kingdom value that God calls us to as a church. When we first started our church, I don't know if you remember, Gabby, but uh, Jasmine led uh, oftentimes a lot of our junior worship teams. And, um, and so we'd have like a, a, like a family service. Gabby would be up there. She, I think you might have been 10 or 11. Is that right? Yeah, 10 or 11 years of age. I know Elijah was about eight years old. And, um, and so the, the kids, were, if you can imagine, they're young. I remember the song One Way. <laughs> it was played over and over. It's one of the songs that um, was popular at the time, but also the kids knew how to, to uh, worship to it. And the fruit of what Jasmine and the church um, laid out, this, this value of families really matter, uh, is evident today. Like we have a, a young adult uh, group of, of around about 25 young people who love the Lord and who are growing to, um, to, to grow with what it means to actually activate their own faith. And it all started with that investment into our people. Now, I said before, uh, when we place our value on things today, it reveals who we're becoming tomorrow. When we place value on families matter today, we've got 80 children. Can you imagine like what God would do as a result of having taken a hold of uh, the ministry to this next generation? And I know that Tamara has a heart to see this next generation encounter the things of the Holy Spirit. Can you imagine? I can tell you what's going to happen in five to six years. If we hold this value true, we're going to see so many different young people grow into a maturity in their faith. Uh, you know, young people who end up starting their own families and begin to want to see the same values outworked in their own kids. We're going to see such an amazing work of God. One of the things that I absolutely love about some of the things that have happened amongst our young people, I remember a number of years ago, we were at Valentine Public School uh, meeting there on a Sunday and we had uh, set it up for one morning where our young uh, children would go out and would be taught about healing. They were given a silhouette of a person's body and they were to uh, ask God firstly, God, is there any need for healing? and then to circle the area of the body that they thought God was saying, this is the area that they need to be healed. Well, seven of those young children came forward. They said they had a word from God. They came up with their sheets, standing there in front of all the adults, and they were lined up on the stairs uh, on the stage. And we went one by one, and they shared what God had shown them. And as we, we started to read out or show the different areas where God was at work, um, or he wanted to heal people, one by one, somebody stood up to each one of those, um, those sheets. There was one person who had almost every single uh, body part circled. And I almost lost it. I almost laughed because I'm thinking that poor fellow or, or lady who has, has all these ailments and somebody stood. And now I felt compassion for that person, right? And, but our kids, they stood there not knowing the power of what was about to happen, but they went and prayed for each one of these adults. Three people got healed that morning. And I went away from there talking to Liz going, we have to do this more. Our kids said to us, we've got to do those services more, Dad, because they saw, they encountered the things of the Holy Spirit. Church, if we play out this value, if this becomes 
ingrained in what we do in every single environment that, we, that we're in, whether it's at home or whether it's together, we're going to see God move in some amazing ways. Amen. This, this was actually the value that as I was praying over each of these five this week, I felt most the weight of the Spirit on. This is the thing that, that He has His finger on at the moment for us. And so as we play this out, uh, I, I believe we're going to see some amazing things. There are already a number of people this year who have already said, uh, Tamara and team, I want to be involved. I want to be a part of the, the kids' ministry. I see the value in what God is doing there. And we don't have to be a teacher or a helper to be a part of this, but He's calling us to all be in unity together with this. Amen. Uh, I wanted to highlight this by a, a verse found in Matthew chapter 19 where Jesus says to his disciples who are trying to hold off the young people from coming to Jesus because they thought it'll distract him from the main, like the main work, right? And so Jesus says, let the little children, uh, verse 14, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them for the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. When he had placed his hands on them, he went on from there. Uh, here is Jesus. He says, this is right in my heart. This is a value that comes from the kingdom. In fact, if you can imagine, like we might overlook this, but he lays hands on them. He prays for them. They encounter something from heaven as a result of Jesus laying hands on them. Church, we want our children, I know parents agree with me, we want our children to have encountered the Holy Spirit. This is a value that we hold on to. Okay, next, the next value is... Let's see, we've done Come As You Are, all about relationship, families matter, walk in the Spirit. The next uh, uh, value is walk in the Spirit. And this, this value is uh, the difference between uh, being someone who strives for or somebody who uh, does things through self-effort and someone who instead is uh, entering God's rest or walking in the Spirit. Here's the difference. You see, in the Spirit, uh, when we follow the Spirit, we are able to be overcomers of no matter what sin uh, or any stronghold that's in your life. We become overcomers through the Spirit. Amen. That's good news. Uh, we also become full of the love of Christ, uh, full of uh, His, uh, His Spirit. And, and it's described in Galatians as the fruits of the Spirit. Uh, not only that, but we're, we also get filled with the grace of His gifts that He gives us. And we begin to minister into the body of Christ with this intentionality of the grace of what He's given you, whether it be healing or prophecy or encouragement or serving others. All of these things done in the Spirit bears fruit and it builds up the body. Also, we pray in the Spirit. And there's this sense of which when we pray in the Spirit, He gives us a burden or a weight for things that we don't want to let go of until we see the Spirit move in those areas. All of these things is walking in the Spirit. And it's in that moment as we walk in the Spirit, we see God move and build His body and do all these things. And we encounter Him in such a beautiful way. Galatians chapter 5 uh, verse 25, Paul says, Since we live by the Spirit, so he knows when we become a believer, it's all about living in the Spirit. He says, Since this is the case, what's our part? Let us keep 
in step with the Spirit. There's this sense of which we need to take a hold of everything that the Spirit has for us. In fact, there is no good work that happens within the church unless it be by the Holy Spirit. We were talking this morning about one of our, our leadership cultures, serious funness. When the joy is lost, it's oftentimes because we've started to drift into our own strength. We've done it for the wrong reasons. And instead, it needs to be from the Spirit. That's where the joy comes. That's where the freedom comes, walking in the Spirit. Uh, I know uh, this has been a growing thing within our church. And you know, we, we penned these values down quite some time ago, but I see that this value, when we first started to put it into place, is starting to bear fruit now. What we place our value in today, uh, I can tell you where it's going to take you tomorrow. And so if we place our value in this, we're actually going to see God move in amazing ways. I know for our life group, and I know this can be true of a number of different life groups and our prayer times as well on Tuesday mornings, the intercessory prayer team as well, that um, in our life group that after somebody shares and we begin to pray for that person, uh, and as we pray, it goes from what uh, our young adults know about that person and they're praying for them to all of a sudden a shift. You can just see the shift happening in the Spirit where they begin to pray for things that the Spirit lays on their heart. And it goes from what they did know to what the Spirit knows. And oftentimes prophecy begins to outwork uh, amongst the young adults. I'm like, yes, God, this is what it's all about. It's so good to see. And I know what that's going to bear fruit in as we take a hold of that. Uh, as we start to push into the things of the Spirit, you'll encounter Him in such a way that you're like, I can't help but want to tell other people. This leads us to our last culture. And the last culture is Empowered for Mission. Uh, and Empowered for Mission simply is somebody who knows what God has done in their life. They've, they've seen the move of the Spirit and they want to now give somebody else that encounter. They want them to know the things of the Spirit. They want to know, they want people to know about Jesus because Jesus loves them. And, you know, like Jesus sent people out and he said, The kingdom of God is near. Go and heal the sick, cast out demons, raise the dead, and tell them, as a result, the kingdom of God is near. I want you to imagine for a moment that you're Jesus and uh, you walk into a town and you're, you're thinking to yourself, God, it's only a matter of time before somebody else gets healed. It's only a matter of time before, you know, when they receive of you, uh, there's going to be many who come to faith. There's going to be many who believe in Jesus as the Son. There's going to be many who actually find themselves uh, giving themselves completely uh, to the things of God. And so if you can imagine for Jesus, every time he goes into a town, there's a sense of which he's, he sees that the harvest is ripe. You see, we, we look at the harvest sometimes, we think there's so few people who want to know about, Je you know, about Jesus. But when we walk like Jesus, empowered by, by the Spirit for mission, it becomes so much fun because we see anything could happen right now. Somebody's going to get healed. Somebody's going to encounter uh, Jesus in, a, in a, a way that says God knows you. This is the kind of thing that happens as we walk in this value and take a hold of it. Jesus says in John chapter 15 to his disciples, John chapter 15, verse 26 and 27, when the advocate comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who goes out from the Father, he will testify about me. Who will testify about me? The Holy Spirit. Then he goes on to say, And you also must testify, for you have been with me from the beginning. 
Here is my testimony. I know what Jesus has done in me. I know the transformation that he's done. I can tell people about that. I know the prayers that he's answered and the things that he's done in the spirit. I can share about what I've seen Jesus do. Amen. That's my testimony. I can tell them about the gospel. But his testimony is exactly what Jesus did. He begins to say, who's going to be healed? Who's going to be prophesied over? Who's going to, re- who's going to receive from heaven today? This is the Spirit's witness. In fact, when Jesus uh, was asked by what authority do you do these things, he often would say, uh, you know, he'd often come back to the signs that they saw. These are not the signs of Jesus. These are the signs from heaven of the Holy Spirit. And so we get to do the same thing. This is another value that we get to hold on to. Uh, early on in our church, I remember Liz and I, we were practicing hearing from God for people. And Liz was walking around the lake at times and uh, she would just simply ask, God, show me someone that you want me to witness to and then show me what it is that's on your heart to share with them. And there were some funny moments of some of the people that she came across. But one of the moments that she wasn't really going after a word from the Lord, but she saw somebody hobbling ahead of her, an Indian lady, and she looked to be in a lot of pain and instantly just the compassion of the Lord came over Liz. She knew, I need to come alongside this person. As she walked up next to this person, she said, you're in a lot of pain, aren't you? And she says, uh, yeah, I'm in a lot of pain. In fact, um, I used to run along the lake, but I had a car accident 12 months ago and broke both my legs. And so since then, I've only been able, in fact, getting out here on the lake has been a big deal, but I've only been able to ever just hobble around in pain. Well, Liz says, well, I'm a Christian. I'd love to pray for you. Uh, Would you be open to that? She was a Hindu, but she still said, oh, yeah, many gods. Yep, I'll take that. So, So she ends up saying, well, let's just walk and I'll pray for you as we walk. She's praying as they're walking. And then all of a sudden, her left leg shoots out. She looks at Liz and says, what are you doing? What's going on? What's happening to me right now? Right? And Liz, Liz goes, I think you're getting a healing. Let's keep praying. So they keep walking and Liz is praying. Then her right leg shoots out and she's like, what's going on? What's happening right now? I can't understand what's happening. Right? And Liz is like, you're getting healed. Then she breaks into a jog off into the sunset. And Liz kind of like, oh, there she goes. <laughs> right? <laughs> And I love this because every time we encounter somebody in the Spirit, empowered by His Spirit for mission, He does the heavy work. We just simply have to tell Him who it was who did it. Well, Liz couldn't keep up with her or didn't think to... She's like, wow, God, you just did an amazing thing. She's too excited. She came home. She's like, I've got to tell Steve. But you know what? It opens doors for the gospel. Isn't that great? We don't have to do it. And it's so much joy when you're having to do it out of your own strength. You're like, oh... I know I need to go and share the gospel with people. And so we do it because we know we should. But when you know the Spirit is at work, you do it because you can't wait to see somebody else encounter the Spirit, encounter Jesus the same way that you have. Amen. Church, if we put all these five different values into place, there's something very beautiful about what God wants to do in us. I can tell you what's going to play out if our values are strong and firm within every environment that we operate in. You're going, you know, we, uh, you know, we place values on things today, but it reveals who we're becoming tomorrow. We're going to see great things of what God wants to do in us as a church. In fact, as you live out these values, our mission statement is to lead people to come alive in their faith. 
uh, in Jesus. And when you live out these values, that mission gets played out. You actually see that mission at work. Amen. There is this sense of which uh, maturity comes to the body. And it's not just for a few people in the church. This is for everyone that God has this for. So I want to pray for you that um, as you think about these five different values, that God would just highlight to you what it is that He's calling you to just step another step further into it in faith and to grab a hold of it and to, and to really wrestle out the why behind we do these things. And uh, in our teenage years, that we would be people who start to make decisions based off the maturity of those values within us. So would you join me in, in prayer as we pray through that? Father God, we thank you so much for the kingdom values that you give us and that we get to be a part of your kingdom, that we get to be a part of something so much bigger than just what we can produce. We commit ourselves to you, Lord, over these next number of years, that we would be a people who firmly fix our roots down deep on everything that you have for us to play out in your kingdom. We ask, Lord God, that we would be a people that are able to invite and uh, walk alongside those who are messy people, those who are far from you, that we'd be a people, Lord God, who don't just look to those who we want to have relationships with, but we see the least of these within uh, our, our circle, that we wouldn't just be people that... Um, yeah, that, that think about ourselves, rather seeing the whole family. And Lord God, that you'd lead us to know the beauty of the Holy Spirit leading us, that we would walk in the Spirit and learn more and more what that looks like for us, and that we'd be a people who are empowered for mission, that many, that many would come to faith in you. In Jesus' name, amen. listening to this week's message. For more resources or to find out what's happening in the life of our church, head to newvinelakes.com.au or find us on social media.